Merchantside Park. We could fight our battles to the end and surely leave our mark. We're the tigers of the VFL and we're singing harmony. We're the tigers bold in black and gold. We're the boys from Hi and welcome to another edition of the Big W Podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier, got a beauty for you today with our senior coach Mick Barlow coming in to uh, have a chat about uh, how the season's progressed so far. And it's been a very different season in terms of interstate games and uh, the way it's uh, it's panned out uh, since the start of the season. Uh, we have a season, which is one great thing, so that's a bit of a novelty in itself to talk about. But we'll catch up with Mick and uh, get the details on how he feels the season's gone so far and what we can look forward to in the second half of the season. And we'll also catch up with one of the greats from the past, from our 1990. Premiership side, Frank Lezaputty is going to have a chat. We'll see what he's up to these days and how his body's uh, faring after, you know, what, 30 years since that uh, 1993 flag, or nearly 30 years. But our thanks to our podcast partners, of course, obviously thanks to our major sponsor, of the uh, football club, and that is the CB Motor Group. Make sure you uh, support them. But our podcast partners, Cario Waste, My Clinic, Love Charlie, and Orbit Logistics. So we thank them for their support of uh, bringing you the Big W Podcast. Cario Waste, of course, have been around the club for a while. Thanks to Ken and the team. The Cario Waste website is WM. Dot com dot au. My Clinic is a family medical clinic and health centre, uh, myclinicgroup.com.au, uh, to find out where your nearest centre is. Love, Charlie. Now, if uh, you've got uh, an arrival happening in the household uh, or in your family or in your group, uh, everything from dummies to toys to clothes to you name it, check out the website, lovecharliexo.com.au, and you'll see some absolutely beautiful stuff there, magnificent stuff. Uh, and Orbit Logistics, uh, when it comes to... Uh, warehousing, distribution, supply chain management. They're the people to talk to, orbitlogistics.com.au. Let's get stuck into the footy talk, though, and kick it off with our senior coach, Mick Barlow, a recap of what's happened so far this season and what we can look forward to. The Big W Podcast, uh, let's check in with the senior coach uh, at this stage of the season and get a bit of a report card on how we're travelling. We know we're four and four on the ladder, but uh, let's find out how he thinks we're going on the field and off the field. Michael Barlow, hello. How are you, Mick? Uh, g'day, Kev. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm going well. So all's good in my world, but uh, a weekend off and, yeah, long preparation into the Richmond game. Yep, uh, and that is the next, uh, the next obviously, box to tick off is the Richmond game. Uh, uh, preparations for that being a Wednesday night game, let's discuss that. Is, is that thrown a curveball at you or how's that sit? Um, oh, well, you just got to adapt, don't you, Kevin? You've just got to get on with it and play it how it lies. So uh, that's the uh, approach we're taking. Um, you know, we, we treat it whilst this weekend is a bye. We've, we've really wrapped our heads around it as a group as it's a 10-day it's a break, essentially, from our last game. So... Uh, a little bit longer to recover uh, and review the Collingwood game and then, um, yeah, the ability to, to ramp up over the weekend and, and into Wednesday uh, to tackle Richmond is, is pretty important. From our point of view, it's, um, you know, it's not an ideal world. I don't think we, we live in an ideal world at all at semi-professional level, um, you know, with guys working and, and university full-time and whatnot. And, uh, a Wednesday night game, whilst, uh, whilst not ideal, we're really... Um, embracing it as a, as a great challenge and a great opportunity to, to um, yeah, put the work boots on and, and um, yeah, get out there and have a crack. 
Mate, all that uh, footy uh, talk nonsense about you know coming off the bye and having long time off and all that has that all changed in the mindset of, uh, of of the football world now because of what's happened in the last couple of years and we just you just as you say you adapt to whatever it is and you just do it. Well, that's it, Kev. I think yeah, twenty twenty in particular when you watched, um, well, you, you had no option uh, during twenty twenty but to watch TV and watch a lot of uh, football because that was the only thing that was really happening in the world whilst we were all locked down. Uh, the players became you know, accustomed to playing after four days and, uh, you know, re- replacing training pretty much with, with games. So, um, yeah, there's there's no perfect science to how you go about it. And, you know, from, from our point of view, the, the challenge might be, um, you know, our, our local guys that, that are in the VFL side at the moment will play on the weekend and anything can happen between kind of Saturday and, and Wednesday. And, you know, there, there is possibility that we may have to call on some of those guys that at the same time we're really prepared um, and trusting in what our high-performance staff do and, and the information we get around uh, the preparation to play, that that won't be an issue if, if, if that was to um, to arise. So, yeah. yeah, there's a few extra logistics to handle he- heading into this Wednesday night game, but um, at the same time, uh, as I said, embracing is a challenge and, you know, Richmond are aside, um, their track record speaks for itself from, from AFL down to VFL, so that's one we really want to grab. Now I know you've uh, you've had the opportunity to have a look back on on each game and review it and, and go through that. But uh, looking at the whole picture, you know the big smorgasbord that it has been the the twenty twenty two season so far. How are you pegging it from the point of view of where we are and where you want it to be and uh, and what you've taken out of it? Yeah, it's it's a good uh, it's a good question. It's a good little exercise to do when you do get some time just to to review the season as a whole. It's it's um, you know we've. We've had what uh, this will be essentially our third buy across the first ten rounds of the AFL season. So, um, yeah, we, we have been able to, to take stock a couple of times, of which, in particular, over the buy after the Sydney game was was a really influential one. Uh, we sat there at two and four and and reflected on you know some missed opportunities that, that saw us at two and four, and we, we could have easily been you know three and three or or, or even better off at, at four and two if we had taken some of those opportunities. But you've got to take it. Um, how it is and played how it lies as we did and we reflected and reviewed and, and it was really driven by the playing group as well some, some areas of the game that we really wanted to revisit uh, and attack and train and you know credit has to go to, to our strong leadership group um, you know, our, our coaching group who really got, got to work together and from there it was um, yeah pushing some momentum forward training some, some things that we thought were a little bit deficient in um, uh, which we've reaped the benefits over the past couple of weeks so Absolutely, uh, forever reviewing and, and taking stock of where we're at and, and where we can improve. And after eight games, um, you know this next block uh, is a pretty significant one in terms of you know, we'll, we'll absolutely have to have to call on more and more players to, to play and play a role and and get their form going. Um, you know, due to the nature of of how this game works, you know there'll be injury, there'll be form, uh, and there'll be opportunity. So really looking forward to it. Mick, without getting into the nitty-gritty of it, have you had to change much of what your game plan was uh, before round one to where it sits as you head into round nine? Um, oh, maybe a little bit and pieces, Kev, yeah. Unfortunately, at our level, it's, you know, your biggest learnings are, are in game. Um, so, and that does go up to the AFL level as well. You learn so much in game. You can train um, you know, until you're blue in the face and, and work on elements of your style that, that you think um, are the way you want to go about it. But it's until you, you put up against um, you know, genuine opposition that have their own ideas, their own style, that um, some of your own concepts may be a challenge. So 
yeah, we're we're pretty fluid in the way we want want to review games and the way we want to train and 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 the style of play um, for us. You know, it, it is it is um, not a work in progress, but something we're we're continually monitoring, especially little bits and pieces. But right at the core of our our focus, um, and it has been for a number of years, is is that ability to compete at the contest and, and be a nice, um, hard, physical side um, that when you play the Werribee Footy Club, you know you, you're going to have to come to compete or else um, you, know, you, you may be found wanting. But um, the little bits and pieces on the edges, you know, some ball movement stuff and, and team defence and some stoppage structure and, and all of that, it's it, absolutely um, little bits and pieces that we, we can adjust and, and shift, um, albeit not, not drastically. Uh, yeah, we, we really want to make sure they're minute changes and, and really clear changes. Uh, how about the resilience of the group? I mean, the start of that Collingwood game, uh, you got the first goal and then Collingwood went whooshka-whooshka and it looked like, oh, hello, this might be a long day, a long, a long afternoon at the office. But then the resilience of the group and the way you fought back in that first quarter, is that the kind of stuff that you're looking for within games within this group as well as the obvious, you know, handball skills and kicking and all those things? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And on, on review of that game, it's um, – it may have may have seemed a little bit like Groundhog Day because we had we had scored the first goal and, and then had a little bit of dominance um, around the ball and, and around clearance and and the ability to to play the game how we wanted to play. But Collingwood took some opportunities and I think they you know, had three or four scoring shots and 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 took the lead. And, um, you know that's been a little bit of a uh, a trend for us is is not capitalising on on our opportunities when we've had them um, and and the opposition uh, on the contrary. That, that they make their their opportunities count. So um, from there, it was you know in the box reflecting on it right now. We, we were really calm and confident that okay. the the group we had would um, would rally as, as they did. And at the same time, we took our opportunities. So I think we were, were four or five goals straight at one stage, and and then the, the yips uh, may have may have entered the fray for the next little period. But um, yeah, I was really proud of the the guys and their ability to be um, resilient and just just marry up that challenge as we were confronted with it. Um, another thing uh, I think that is important to note, it was the first time for this season, absolutely, and, and probably for the last two seasons where we've actually had um, you know, the full makeup of our, our leadership group actually playing the same side. So uh, that helps. Uh, yeah. you know, sometimes it, it can be about um, you know, some style and, and some game plan and whatnot, but I think a large chunk of it does come down to, to making sure you you have your best side available, of which we're not too far off at the moment. You've seen a fair few uh, new uh, pe- people put the jumper on this year. So we've had a lot of debutants uh, for for a variety of reasons. Uh, you know, form and all sorts of things come into it, but uh, you know, COVID things and all those come into it as well. Uh, have you been happy with the way the, the the list has reacted to that? And when when someone's been asked to stand up and, and come into the team, they've they've done it well. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, there's no, um, yeah, there's no. Uh, perfect situation where you rock into a season and you've, you've got your best 23 on the side in Febu- uh, on the board in February and you say, right, um, they're the 23 that's going to get it done. It's going to come down to you know, a number of um, situations with injury and form and whatnot where players are going to get opportunities. So we've um, cycled through a number. That's a number I'm, I don't know off the top of my head, but oh, I know, you know we've debuted a, a number of players across the season. You know, Lockie Smart is, is a guy that's come in as a mature age guy and had some opportunity and um, has just recently injured himself. So he's kind of a story where a local guy that's 
you know, he's, he's 23 years of age and has been going really well at local level and comes in and, and gets an opportunity. And then on, on the other side of the coin, you've got guys graduating from, um, you know, Geelong Falcons, NAB League and, and the Western Jets, NAB League, getting opportunities. Um, you know, Matthew Keast and, and Sam Glassier too that are in the in the side, um, you know, in our most recent game that, um, you know, have followed those pathways. Um, Sam, albeit from uh, originally the Gold Coast and then, uh, to the Calder Cannons and has jumped around a little bit, but, but he's now settled in Geelong. So we're getting some um, some looks at, at some of these younger guys, in particular into our program and the newer guys into our program. Um, that's the nature of uh, the VFL football and environment. There is relatively large turnover. So um, as of last night, we're having another you know, list management recruiting meeting around some strategies as, as to what the rest of this year looks like and, and what next year looks like. So, um, yeah, we're always looking for an edge and making sure that the, the short term is, is nice and stable, but also the long term is well looked after uh, also. The uh, the travel component, you've had a bit of that uh, already this year. I think I've got one more to go, but uh, it's been an interesting uh, part of the equation. It is, and um, the next travel will be potentially even more interesting with uh, my fiance being uh, due to give birth, I think, a couple of days before that. So we'll wait and see where all that one, that one lands, but the two that we've um, yeah, already had have been been great. I mean, the the travel most recently to Sydney, we were we throwing a few curveballs with some delays and um, a few issues with uh, travelling and getting actually up there and then playing. You know, at the at, uh, kicking the dew off for the the later game at, at ten am on, on a cold Sydney morning was was good uh, for us because you know we've got a, a, a no excuse kind of next moment mentality the way we want to approach. Um, games and training and, and situations. So our group's been great. You know, they've, they've gone away and for not one minute or not one moment has as a as a player or a staff member begrudged some of the, the setbacks we've had on our trips. And, and the Gold Coast was similar. There was a few little bits and pieces that, that weren't perfect. Um, but at the same time, the, the guys at this level, they just, you know, they're so new to these situations that, you know, they bounce off them pretty quickly and you know the Gold Coast trip could have been one that um, you know with a couple of opportunities taken late in that game would have been the absolute success story because um, there were some elements of that trip that you know, didn't give us a right to, to be in that contest but um, you know we fought back and and showed great resilience to, to nearly get a result so the travelling component is, is good um, having done a lot of it myself at, at AFL level um, yeah, yeah it's it, they are moments of connectivity and, and you know, building a, a real bond and something deeper than, than just a um, you know, just a just a game and just a just a place you go on a Tuesday, Thursday and a game day you're forced to interact and, and connect and um, you know, develop greater bonds of which um, we've absolutely done over our two interstate trips. Yeah, good. That's good to hear. Hey, um, don't want to put a number on it, but what are your expectations for the for the next part of the season for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think like like we've chatted about off the top, it was a good moment the last couple of weeks, the last week I should say, to just reflect on where we're at and what we've got ahead. So, um, yeah, like you said, don't want to put a number on it. It's really hard to kind of comprehend or predict what what the end of the season looks like in terms of what that final final eight makeup will be. Um, that maintains as a real focus for our group. We want we want to compete and, and give ourselves an opportunity to to. Um, play off come the end of the year, but uh, the last couple of weeks or the last month in particular, I, w- I would suggest, and, and our group has really 
taken the approach of staying in the moment when we're at two and four, um, you know, sitting there. We're not really talking about what it looks like in September or what it looks like in, in two months' time. It was, it was a great moment for our group to, to sit down and be, okay, let's tidy up some things in terms of what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, you know, not drastic changes, but just little incremental changes which uh, have, have clearly been positive for, for a number of weeks now, but at the same time, you know, we've got to make sure that's sustainable and, um, yeah, we'll, be, we'll get tested along the way with, you know, personnel availability and all of that, which is, which is something we're embracing because um, there's guys on our list at the moment that haven't been given opportunity. Um, and as a coach, it's hard to, to look them in the eye from week to week when they're doing a lot right at local level and, and during the week at training. Um, and you want to give these guys opportunity, but, but the, the nature of the beast is uh, week to week, there's, there's um, yeah hard decisions that have to be made. So we have huge faith that guys will get opportunity and when they do get that opportunity, they can contribute and, and be a part of something special because... Um, yeah, we're a driven group and a group that that have a thirst for some, uh, thirst for some success. It's uh, going to be an interesting uh, second half of the season for you, uh, professionally and personally. Uh, Mick, uh, as always, thanks for your time and good luck on and off the field uh, for the rest of the season. No worries, Kev. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the back half of it. And um, yeah, cold, wet and woolly punt road on a Wednesday night. Uh, bring it on. Yes. <laughs> thanks, Mick, as always. Uh, take care, mate. Good on you, Kev. On the Big W Podcast, we like to catch up with uh, some of the champions of the past from our football club, and this man is a champion. I saw him at the Collingwood game the other week, uh, running out in the ground, or I won't say running, that's an exaggeration, walking out onto the ground at quarter time to have a listen to the coach. He's one of the great blokes from around our footy club, uh, the famous number 23 premiership player, Frank Lezaparty. Hello, Frankie. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks, Kev. Yeah, that running, that, that's sort of like a bit of a taboo word for me these days, running. <laughs> How is the the body post uh, post footy? I mean, do you have knee problems or backs, or what did yeah. you what did you get out of it with? Oh, look, I'm, I'm buggered. I've had like 13 operations. I uh, I saw Jake Landsberg, the Footscray doctor, a couple about 12 months ago. I need two knee replacements and a hip replacement. So I'm uh, I'm due to get those any time now. With I have to up my health cover, so that's uh, that's all good. But yeah, yeah, soon they'll be getting done. So I'm buggered. Oh well, that's uh, I guess that that's the price you pay. But you also, I mean, in in your job too, uh, you're you're a builder, so uh, you probably spend a lot of time creaking those joints up and down as well. It does. It, it, it's easy to get down when you you screw the deck down, but it's harder to get back up these days. I, oh yeah, I just oh look, I, I'm and I sit in the car and I cool down and get home and I got to look at a bit of a, a driveway hill in my driveway to get up to the front door and it's a bit of a struggle at night. But uh, look, you just soldier on, do what you got to do, I suppose. Mate, to at the footy on the weekend, uh, we saw you there at the Collingwood game. You, you still obviously follow the fortunes of the boys, and uh, you know, got your got your heart in the in the in the place. Oh yeah, most definitely. I, I saw it was the first opportunity I've been to get there this year, and I sort of my wife was working on Sunday, so I thought, oh well, look, I can I can either mope around the house and do nothing, lie on the couch. But I, I got up and I drove the little river and studied Mickey Havard's house, and uh, I went to the footy, dropped me off at the footy, and had a couple of beers, and it was it was a ripper of a game. Yes. It was a great game. The way the boys played, so impressed. And, yeah, it was great. They got a win, too. Especially with the positions on the ladder. Collingwood second lost two games. And where we were 14th, you know, you look on paper, you think, geez, they've got a chance here. But, geez, they, they played well. Uh, 2023 next year is uh, 30 years since that uh, the, the the 1993 grand final, which is a day that lives in infamy and all sorts of things in our history of our football club. Um 
when you when you think back to thirty years ago, um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Jeez, <laughs> I'm lucky to remember yesterday, Kim. But uh, <laughs> look, yeah, I'm fortunate up here. Look, it was, I just think back. I, I remember getting to the ground and, and and it was wet, and I was happy it was wet because I, I think we'd um they were, they were not quick enough port, um and it sort of it just just the hard. Work. I just knew we were going to win that day. I just I couldn't because unfortunately I played. In '91, when we lost, and I just I couldn't I couldn't bear to think of losing two of them. So yeah, during the day I couldn't relax, and even during the, you know, in the last quarter, I think remember Pete Williams coming up to me and celebrating, and I made a crack at him and said, "Mate, just get over there, and get on your man to the siren." Go, you know, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't relax until that final siren went, and then when it did, it was just oh, it's just ecstatic. You know, especially after all the, the crowd coming on and all that sort of thing. That was we I thought the game was over, and then. Yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a, a mishap, but look, it's it's footy, you know. Like it, it's it was fantastic for the club. I remember going back and to the community hall that night, and uh, you know, it's probably five thousand people from the town in there, and we all got introduced on stage one by one, and and it was funny. I remember lining up to get buy a beer, and some supporter goes, "What are you doing, Frank?" I said, oh, "I'm just going to buy a beer." <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, buggy, you are!" And uh, yeah, bought me a beer, and that was the end. And yeah. I think five o'clock the next morning, I, I sort of I was still in the rooms and watched you sliding bourbons down the bar to me. And then it got to about five thirty, and Mickey Heather goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "Oh, look, I'm just going to stay here and get back." And he goes, "Well, look, I've got a spare bit at my joint." So I thought, "Good idea." So we grabbed us on the stubbies, walked a couple of k's to his place. And he, <laughs> his old man at the time was up watching the replay and um, getting ready to go to work. But we had a couple of hours kip and then we were back into it. So it lasted for about four months after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and a, a, an amazing time for the club. Donald McDonald, uh, you know, made such an impact and, and blokes like you and that had, uh, had been around the club for a few years at that stage. What originally got you to the club, Frank? Who got you to the club originally? Well, Robbie Morris. Robbie Morris and I were – we met when we were 16 at North Melbourne number 19 and, and we sort of become best mates and since we've – our kids growing up together, we've been best man at each other's wedding, and I'd sort of I'd had a bit of a falling out with North and told him I left actually left North Melbourne because I couldn't get the train and I was an apprentice. And I, and I said to Greg Miller, "Can you help me?" And he said, "No, you got to get there." So I left, and Robbie was already at wherever. So I said, "Do you reckon they'd mind if I come down and had a practice run?" And this was in um, oh, probably eighty start of eighty seven, and I went down and um, there was a practice. Mocker Dunstan was coach, yeah. and. Yeah, I had a. They said, "Yeah, have a run in the two. So I ran in the twos and got to about half time. They said, "Oh no, come off, mate! You're gonna have to run in the one. So I played in the ones, and they didn't know they wanted me to play there. And um, it's through Robbie, and I ended, up, I ended up playing two games. People don't realize I played two senior games in '87, start of '87 for Werribee, and then Ian Dunstan got me to go to train at Footscray, and that's how I ended up there. But yeah, it was just through Robbie, just being down there, and um, and then after Footscray, I went to West Adelaide, come back. I was talking to Box Hill and Frankston, and, but I just knew Robbie and knew all the boys, and I was really impressed with the club beforehand when I'd been there. And yeah, I was always going to, yeah, always going to go, even though it was I'd lived probably ninety, nearly hundred k's away. I was going to so, say it wasn't exactly the nearest club to your back door. No, nah, nah, I used to drive past Box Hill yeah. <laughs> on the way to training. So, but no, nah, and I've just I felt home. It just it just felt from day one Werribee's just always felt like home to me. It just a uh, the way that you know the community and the people and the club around the club and the teammates and I, I, I really couldn't have thought I could have gone anybody you know gone and played anywhere else. I just yeah, wherever we 
Yeah. And I know you love you love the past players day. It's a good day. We're going to have it for the Bullands game this year for the last game of the year. The way the because the fixtures floating, we haven't been able to lock it in till now. So hopefully uh, we've got that locked in for the last game. But it's the the blokes that you played in that '93 Grand Final side. There's a special bond there. But there's a there's a bond amongst the players who, who weren't even involved in that. Uh, that I know you get and have had a great association with the likes of Simon Atkins and Teakin Henderson yeah. and those blokes that came after you. Yeah, and the Willow does a great job. And, and getting by Sam, but it'd just be fantastic to get some more down there because blokes get down there and they realise they, they turn and go, geez, I wish I'd come down years ago. Yeah. And, and it's just it's the initial getting the bikes there. And and we've all got we all got lives. We we know that. We, we've all got families and things to do in our life. But surely you, know, you can put away one weekend where it's just the value of catching up with blokes you haven't seen for 10, 15, 20 years far outweighs, you know, sacrifice of one day just to get there and, and you know, have a look at the footy club and follow the club and watch the players and, and just reminisce and catch up with your t- ex-teammates. I, I just, I can't, I look forward to it every year. It's fantastic. And there must I be... Actually, <laughs> There must be something for for the past players because the the player the playing group lift that day. They, they there's something about them that's uh, that's got an extra uh, spring in their step or whatever because they know they're they're in front of the blokes who used to wear the jumper. And it, it means a hell of a lot to them too. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and look, over the years, all the coaches have really embraced it as well. I remember Axe and and then even you know Michael Barlow. I think last year we um. The last past players, we all you got, got to see. We all sang the song after the game yeah. with the players, and all got part of it. You know, it's, it's fantastic. But yeah, it just it's just a camaraderie, and it, it is a family club, and that's what it's about. When blokes do come back, they do realise that. Geez, I've missed this place. I've really missed it, and you know, I'm glad I've come back. Uh, number twenty-three. That's uh, it's your your number, the one that you uh, that you hold near and dear to you. But it wasn't the only one you wore at at, uh, at Chernside Park, was it? No, because I, I think I wore something different over those first two games in '87. So when I when I when I first come back from Adelaide, that I got 23 and wore it ever since. Yeah, uh, first couple of games, I think you wore 55 or 57 or something. Nah, 50. I wore 55 at Footscray. Oh, did you? Yeah, and, and, and if you actually, there's a bit of trivia there. I'm the only player to ever wear 55 in the seniors at Footscray. Oh, okay. No one else has ever done it. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> they were too. They were too. <laughs> they were too frightened to follow in the footsteps of Frank Lezaputty. <laughs> I think the number was too heavy to carry around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, mate. It's always terrific to see you around the club. Uh, look forward to seeing your past players day, but always, always good to see your head around the club and uh, and uh, good health. Uh, look after those knees and uh, and hips, and uh, and we'll we'll see you at the footy. No worries, Ken. Lovely talking to you, and great seeing you at the footy. And I'd, I'd love to see a lot of extra teammates turn up on the seventh. And, uh, yeah, have a couple of beers. My thanks to Frank and my thanks to uh, Michael Barlow, our senior coach, too, uh, for being with us on this edition of the Big W Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. More to come uh, between now and the end of the season. Uh, let's hope a terrific end to the end of the season. Certainly that uh, that win over Collingwood was a beauty. So we'll uh, save that one for a little while and get stuck into the second half of the season. Don't forget, check out the website for all the details of team selection, of events coming up, of things like the Past Players Day. All the details of that will be up on the website and all our social media platforms. And if you are a past player, please get
get in touch with Ian Wilson and the past players via their uh, past players Facebook page because uh, if you haven't been around the club for a while, please come back. Uh, it's a good place to be. Terrific people, as you know, uh, people that you played with before or had something to do. And you don't just have to be a past player. We welcome uh, officials and people who are involved in the club uh, as sponsors or, or whatever over the years. Please come back and be a part of, uh, of our community these days. The Werribee Football Club in 2022 is a good place to be. And let's uh, look forward to the next couple of weeks with a couple of wins uh, in the belt, hopefully. Uh, and until then, go the big W. With the Tigers, boy.